Yeah, she gon' grip me when I land Big bands, really big bands Money still coming, need another rubber band Big bands, really big bands Yeah It's that money boy Yeah So they want to mock us all they want to mock us. I'm telling them it's not over. So they can print all that crap all they want all over their locker. It's not over. It'll never be over here. All right. So if you think you are the toughest, smartest person in any particular room, get the hell out of the room. <laughs> get the F out. Leave fast. Ask anybody, man. Ask Trump. Look at all the trouble he's in. He needs the toughest, smartest person in the room. Ask Robert Kraft. Ask Bill Belichick. Ask all these people. They will tell you now, you need somebody tougher, smarter. So tomorrow we're going to give you all the picks. Uh, we're blessed 76,000 NFL. We're blessed 20,000 bowl season. We're blessed... Uh, 80% college basketball, and that's all to uh, undisclosed uh, coach in the NCAA. We can't. It's legal for him to bet college basketball. However, we keep things in a tight circle. Loose lips sink chips. So we have, <laughs> for those who don't know, we we'll have all the links in the episode notes. We have the greatest fantasy football guy of all times. He's a national champ. Um, usually guys like this have a big house on the hill. They will not talk to you. You ask him for a quarter, they won't give it to you, right? Jim does more than that. He spends 60 hours a week pouring over stats. So you and I do not have to. But I think it's a secret weapon, right? 60 hours of NFL He's saving money instead of paying a therapist three hundred dollars. Yeah, getting rid of all his frustrations and all his all his stuff through football therapy. Is that right, Jim? Hundred percent correct. Yep, it, it keeps me sane, and the energy that the environment gives to me in return makes this the easiest work anyone would ever do. Oh no, it's awesome! It's awesome. So we'll get into these playoff games. First game is going to be. The Cleveland Clowns at the Houston, Texas, Texans, right? You have Bill Callahan. So now Bill Callahan, every single team he's been an offensive line coach with, he ends up getting him into the playoffs. You got Stefanoski trying to be a CEO coach. He can offer his two cents, but he's he was hired to be a CEO coach. Because analytics, right? And Deep Podesta over there in that front office. And you have the black guy uh, evaluating players, right? We always look at the corporate structure. Uh, nobody has ever uh, gotten rich with technical analysis. People have gotten rich with fundamental analysis. So that's why throughout the podcast, Jim and I will talk about the uh, the structure of the team, right? Because really, it tells a lot. Uh, cheap owners, right? Haslam, the owner of Cleveland, was told at that meeting where Kraft said that he was going to 
beat the shit out of Jerry Jones and they were going to fight. Two 70-year-old men fighting about what? Corporate governance. So people had to raise their hands. Jimmy Haslam had to raise his hand. Um, Johnson would Johnson raised his hand and the owner of Miami Dolphins raised their hand that they will now are willing to play and pay travel costs. Because remember, in a business, what you want to do is lower as much cost as possible. So they were willing to pay travel costs in the playoffs. So lo and behold, what do we have? Cleveland at traveling, spending money to go to Houston and CJ Sprout, right? So the Clowns are favorite by two and a half points. And the total in this game is 44 in a controlled environment. And you got to watch your emotions, right? Because I am a fan of CJ Stroud because his dad is in jail. He, he had to he had to climb the fence at a five-star camp and sneak in and start throwing the ball so he could get over there. Um, you got to hate those people, right? In Chicago, Chicago suburban area. Uh, your Ohio State grads, your Michigan grads are going to be out of control now. <laughs> Arrogant fan bases who all have to go to Chicago because there's not jobs in Ann Arbor or Columbus. Columbus is probably worse. So break down this game, Jim, for us. So on the Houston side of the ball, they lack a sustaining rushing element. Right. Um, Devin Singletary will have occasional good runs. He'll have some statistical games, but he's not the player who's going to come in and move the chains on a consistent basis. Right. Cleveland in the run game, they overall, they're a decent run defense. They give up explosive plays in the run game. So right. they're a very good run defense, but they give up explosives. So basically, I don't expect Houston have much success on the ground in terms of the passing game. During the course of his rookie season, C.J. Stroud has been exponentially better against zone defense. While Cleveland is one of three or four teams that play in the neighborhood of 44 45% man coverage, the highest rates in the league. All teams play more than zone half of the right. time. But man heavy, that is where C.J. Stroud's had some issues. And I think a game like this is where we begin to see not having Tank Dell as an extra player to stretch the defense, it adds another layer of difficulty, especially that Cleveland pass rush, which Jim Schwartz will send it from anywhere. He'll disguise the looks. And so overall, on the Houston side, I do expect them, despite being at home, to have struggles with consistency moving well. That's my Houston side. Dude, that's your Houston side. Joe Flacco's old. He's playing with a broken neck playing, right? Uh, he's old, he's playing with a messed up neck I guess a very aggressive height defense, the crowd's going to be uh, involved, they're favorites and the total is 44, the average score of an NFL game is 45, usually the scoring in the playoffs is it's lower, lower, right no tank, Dell so this game really seems like it's going to be a shit show. <laughs> very, very boring. Uh, I don't see any real edge other than, man, Houston at home with that defense against the old quarterback. Uh, what about – what are your thoughts on the Cleveland offense? It's my question. So the beauty of Joe Flacco is that 
Kevin Stefanski's model on offense is play action and get it out quickly. He didn't have quarterbacks who could do that. Well, Flacco is excellent at getting it out quickly. Older quarterback, he doesn't want to get hit. Right. <laughs> so he gets the ball quickly. But in the play action heavy offense, it allows him the quick out. Now right. the tackles are they don't they're down to a third string right tackle, a second string left tackle. Interior line now is healthier and they're okay. And they'll put an extra tight end to block. Amari Cooper shredded his defense for 11 catches, 265, and two touchdowns the last time they played. David Njoku is the only other relevant player, nine targets, 44 yards, and a touchdown. And that has been their formula. Get Njoku the ball, get Cooper the ball. It's defenses in the playoffs will be hyper-specific. Sure, Cooper, and again, he's dealing with a heel injury. He's not putting up 265 again. I don't see a world where they stop him, though. They have good corners, but overall, they have not done well against pass defenses. Cleveland has largely abandoned the run this year um, okay. since Flacco came in. Flacco's right. throwing the ball. Other than that Jets game, which a blowout win, he throws about 42 to 45 times a game. Right. And that's what they're coming in here with. And I think right now with the structure they have, I think they score enough. Now, Flacco will make a critical error, maybe two. The defense usually bails him out on that. I think that they're rolling right now. And I don't think – look, they lit this Houston team up for 36 points the last time they played. It was like four weeks ago, week 16. Okay. They're scoring at least 20 in this game. Right. Right. All right. So final question on this game. And we have this up, but most teams line up the same way. The Belichick-Satan defense – they won, you know, seven national titles, seven Super Bowls. Georgia won three in a row. Everybody's lining in a four-two-five. Uh, Callahan, right? He's the greatest offensive line coach of all time. He's up there, right? He got the Raiders to the Super Bowl. He's got every single playoff team. He's got. So what you're saying makes a lot of sense to me. You got a backup guy, so the easiest thing to do is run block, which is I mean, the playoffs you go against your tendencies. So they were throwing, like Jim says, the playoffs are going to run it. And then when there's heat, you're running Amari Cooper, big body, right? On a slant right in here. We're showing here where Kelsey is. And we'll talk about this game in a little bit. Final question here. As a educator, right? As a guy who's been around the block a few times. Jim Schwartz is in the same category. He's been around the block a few times. 80% this year, I put a little extra money, made a lot of money when you have a young rookie quarterback against a veteran defensive coordinator. You have that scenario here. You had it a few weeks ago. Can, in your opinion, right? My dad's a pastor. I'm not, I'm not religious to my parents, but it says you cannot serve two masters. And I made a lot of money when coaches are looking for another job, focusing on this plan. So can, he should be able to, but we don't know. Can Jim Schwartz compartmentalize talking to his agent about new place he's going to displace his family? He's probably divorced because he neglected the first wife. He's paying a lot of alimony, blah, blah, blah. He's displacing his family away. Maybe they're happy to get out of the mistake by the lake in Cleveland to go to a new city, whatever he's got going. Maybe he's got a new family, private school. Can he compartmentalize all that and come up with a legitimate game plan for the clowns? He can because, A, they play a lot of man coverage. That doesn't right. require a lot of nuance. 
Well, you have Miles Garrett and you've got Dalvin Tomlinson. I don't know if Ogborak Ronco is going to play, but it's an area Smith. There's, there's not a lot to think about. You stunt them, you move them around. It's what Jim Schwartz does and what he has isn't rocket science. Right. This is not a complicated game plan. And they already know. And then Stroud, remember, Stroud didn't play in that first meeting. He was injured. He had a concussion. Um, so so Stroud hasn't seen this defense. That's no. a, a, a real speed. Right. And again, his struggles against man coverage, it's real. He's right. a, it, to develop more. It's a part of being the young quarterback, right? And the speed um, of the game, but, man, you got to go. You got to. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not Jim Schwartz because it's not a super complicated defense and they don't need a super complicated game plan. I think in this specific scenario, it's not an issue. All right. Good deal. Good deal. All right. Uh, next game we're going to look at is this game, right? It's going to be the Dolphins. And you were sharing before, it's going to be a depleted Dolphins team on defense going against the Chiefs. The Chiefs work and I made a lot of money. So it, two things, right? Jim is really, really good at the details and the quality of the teams, what the schemes the teams are running. What I'm good at is sharing information about the owners and the owners' motivations. And the big difference that people don't get, uh, if something is wrong, right? We all know right from, most people, right? 80% know right from wrong. People know what's unethical. People know what's immoral, what feels wrong to do. I wouldn't do that to anybody. And what's illegal. And then selective prosecution. Some people, and I always say this on the podcast, are immune for prosecution. We see it in the news. The two-tiered systems of justice, right? And the extreme example I make is uh, Jim Mercy, right? Jim Mercy was found, and Google it, right? Google Jim Mercy, pound of cocaine, 30,000 ecstasy pills and Hooker, right? Hooker ODs, he gets pulled over by the cops. The cops drive him home. The Hooker's OD, she goes to the hospital. Jim Mercy pulls her out of the hospital and then takes her home. She dies at his house. He's he's walking among us, yet he's an NFL owner, team owner, right? So that has a lot to do with things and Cleveland beating Houston and going on the road again fits with Jimmy Haslam. And I'll put the article in the episode notes, engaging in the same criminal behavior that Daniel Schneider said. And then you're like, Josh, Daniel Schneider and Jimmy Haslam are not in jail. What are you talking about criminal behavior? Read up on it and you'll see what I'm talking about. Two tier Simpson of justice. Jim and I would be in jail for life. <laughs> if we owed the owner of the Dolphins owes the IRS $30 million. Wesley Snipes went to jail for owing the IRS $11 million. This guy's not in jail. So they don't pay for backups, but he had to raise his hand for a road game. And lo and behold, he's on the road. Hey, I don't know if there's connections between these two things, but he raises his hand. He's on the road. He's on the road at Kansas City. Made a lot of money. I almost want to send uh, Andy Reid a thank you card because he works a <laughs> two-year cycle. One year he gets beat at home in the playoffs, so the Hunts don't have to pay travel costs. Casey Hunt, 
Type in Casey Hunt. Beautiful woman, right? Bottom line. Uh, daughter, heiress, single, right? Pay for travel costs. Now they're at home as four-point favorites against the Dolphins. Let's break them down. Let's look at the Dolphins 4-2-5. These are not going to be the same players, but you think they're going to line up the same? And I think Fangio relishes this. Fangio against Reed. And remember, Fangio was at Denver, went against Reed twice a year, every year, got beat, but we covered. We don't care about who's winning. We care about covering the spread. So Vic Fangio, cover for us on a right. You don't not bet it blindly. However, it's not the house's money, Jim. It's my money. <laughs> so <when I'm> ahead, <laughs> I bet Vic Fangio against the spread. Let's, let's break down the four two five Dolphins against that 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 offensive line. I mean, like in this play right here, uh, they're doubling the the center. He's moving around. They don't know where he's coming from. He feels really comfortable. So you're talking about CJ Stroud knowing they're going to play man. He should be comfortable knowing what coverage they're in, right? This is a good this is a good view of the four two five. So everybody runs this. These linebackers are going to be in different pace. I know Spagnolo, what he did in the Super Bowl was he put a freaking corner right here to, to try to cover Kelsey and then hit have a safety kind of punch him deep. Uh you're gonna see this look, right? You're gonna see this look on Saturday. Four, two, five. Who are gonna be these people? You got one, two, three, four, five defensive uh backs. He's comfortable. Now, the other part of it is when the Chargers ran it in our youth with Don Coriel, right? They used to call him option routes. Now, and then it went to the running shoot, and now it's the air raid. They run the air raid, which means that Kelsey, you're looking right here, he's reading what coverage you're in, what defense you're in, independent of Mahomes. That's why Mahomes says he has a therapy on it. He reads the same thing. They look for the ball, right? So uh, zone, right? Tell me if I'm wrong, Jim. Zone, you go across, right? So they know what it is. Zone, you go across. Man, you go vertical. So Houston game, Houston has to hit some vertical routes out there. And then again, scramble drill, right? I would do scramble drill all the time because you got a nervous rookie quarterback. Scramble drill. That means if you're short... You have a short route for the, the original play they called or whatever he saw goes out the window, right? And short, you go long. Long, you come back to the ball, help the quarterback out. And it's funny because that's what you're supposed to do, but it's shocking how many NFL teams do not do that. Here we go. Let's run the play. Let me try to get it on there. Uh, uh, we'll run the play back. And while you're doing it, it's funny. This is the same drive. The touchdown was called back. The Watson was called back on a penalty. This is the right. same drive a couple of plays later, and they scored on a different type of play. But that was kind of funny how that happened. Right. So, yeah, we get two looks at it. Let's see. Yeah, the, first one was just, the first one at 84, Justin Watson caught. That was called back on penalty. But as a couple right. plays later, you saw the Rasheed Rice touchdown. There's the first one. Right. Boom. And that one was called back. 
All right. Funny, somehow Rice is in the same frame. That was kind of, uh, they've had some overlap routes on that one. That was interesting. Yeah. Oh, one was an under. Yeah, one ran under, one ran over. They they compromised the safety. Yeah, that was smart. They compromised the safety there. When they bring the blitz, that's a hot read. Exactly. And Rashi Rice, um, he, he, he was, up to that point in the season, he wasn't a major factor. Uh, and down the last, maybe, after, the bye was like week 10 or week 11, maybe right after that right. game. Uh, after that, Rashi Rice became super heavily involved in the offense. All right, so now the, the total in that game is 44. All right, so let's move it ahead here. Let's let's look at, oh, wait a second. Move back. Let's look at a drive from the Dolphins. Tyreek Hill is going to be huge now. Tyreek Hill knows the formations and he knows the basic. Uh, let's see if we can get some running play from the Dolphins. I know that's what you're looking at. And I agree with you that, that the Dolphins are going to have to run the football. Because you're saying that you're going to see a lot of that, too. Fake throws that are really runs. Uh, because you got to deplete a defense. When you have a depleted defense, what do you do? You protect it. You run the ball on first and second down, right? When you run the ball on first and second down, there I was told by an office coordinator, is to protect the defense. You, don't, you want to keep their legs fresh. Let's get a running play. Moser, is Moser going to be healthy to play, Jim? He was a limited practice participant last week, and they sat him. The fact he was limited tells me he's not far off. I do expect, as of Tuesday recording, I do expect him to play. And a Jalen Waddle also had limited practice last week. Now, I could see a scenario where he is used as a decoy in this game. They need him on the field to, to make sure Spagnuolo has to account for him. I don't know how healthy he is. They kind of at first called it a minor high ankle. Uh, yeah, whatever. Um, so we'll see how that shakes out. All right. So what I look at it real quick before we move on to the next game, and this game is uh, the Chiefs plus four, and the total is the same 44. Uh, the Chiefs got pass rushers, right? Four, two, five, but – like you're saying, uh, Schwartz is going to play the four-two-five play man. They're four-two-five zone. They're always in a zone. Yep. Uh, yeah, so they're in the they're right. in the majority of teams. They're playing less than thirty percent man. Yeah. So in tight, in Mostert, I think is huge, right? Because he can hit the home run play for them in the run game. A chan as well. Right. So what are your thoughts on the run game, right? So, look, this game is projected, as of Tuesday, to be near zero degrees. That's a okay. really bad sign for Miami. And no offense, Tua's got a pop gun for an arm. Whatever. He can throw a seven well, yards. But he's got, I he's saw him at the grocery gun. store, Jim. <laughs> Some live report, I saw him at the grocery store here in Newport Beach. And uh, I was like, man, it seems like your shoulder's messed up, man. He's like, yeah, yeah, you're right, man. But he has man. a messed up shoulder. 
Yeah, well, there's that too. But even when it was good, it wasn't good. He, anyway, my point is this: right. he was very accurate. He he didn't couldn't get it in there. Exactly. Um, we saw last week he underthrew a pass by like six, seven yards. that Tyreek right. Hill had it picked off. Anyway, here's my point: Mike McDaniel, smart man. Right. They're going into a cold environment. KC is going to put a lid over the defense, and they did slow Tyreek Hill in that first meeting. Tyreek went eight for sixty-two on ten targets. It's not a big Tyreek game, and they're going to go in with that mindset again. They can't Kansas City stop the run. Achan and Mostert have to be heavily used. And I think the cold weather will motivate McDaniel to even go that route more. And as you say, keep his defense off the field because they are down. Edge rushers, Jalen Phillips, Bradley Chubb, Andrew Van Ginkle, who was coming on. They're also without a backup to those Cameron Good, Jerome Baker, the inside linebackers out. The only shot they got, run the ball, control the clock, and dominate on the ground. Passing game is not going to cook here. Other side of the ball, interesting. Like you mentioned, Fangio is going to make things difficult. They played in week nine. Since then, we have a difference now where the Fangio defense got Jalen Ramsey back after that. The communication has gotten better and better over the course of the the season between the safeties and the corners. Javon Holland, Deshaun Elliott. Very good safety play. But again, that Fangio defense takes time to learn. This was not the full formation of the pass defense back when they met. It is there now. And the Chiefs have struggled all year to consistently move the ball through the air. This is a bad matchup within the air. They're going to have to lean on the banged-up Isaiah Pacheco here because even though Miami's a good run defense, having those injuries at linebacker, especially Jerome Baker, inside linebacker being out, I think that motivates both of these teams to run the ball. And I, you know what? Uh, right after this podcast is over, you just triggered me. And those people watching live on YouTube, <laughs> right now, before it gets earlier, and we have some people, uh, I'll, I'll just say this Live Golf, somebody who signed a big contract with Live Golf, pounds uh, 50 grand when I, when I say something like this. So it's going to happen. Bet it now before the line changes. So now we'll go rapid fire. Knee-jerk reaction. Buffalo Bills against the Steelers. This seems like a sacrificial lamb game. Again, you say, Josh, you're talking craziness. Josh, you're talking conspiracy theories. Listen, it might be a conspiracy theory. It might be crazy. But the money I've made consistently over a long period of time with this is green. And in, in, in the, the Louis Vuitton purse my wife Anna has is real. It's not a knockoff. Steelers at the Bills, it seems like a setup game. The Steelers and the cheap Rooney family who hasn't sold off their racetracks yet. The Bills need a new stadium. So teams that need a new stadium always cover. You got Katrina when they renovated the Saints, we could go on and on. The Rams and SoFi. So they need a new stadium. Minus that. What's your first knee-jerk rapid-fire uh, reaction to that? We got three minutes. I, I need one. Real simple. Third-string quarterback with three games of film on him against a defensive Buffalo. You saw it last week. Those safeties and those corners, they communicate very well. They are very tight against middling the worst passing attacks. The Steelers are going to have to be one-dimensional, but Daquan Jones has been back for a couple weeks, the defensive tackle. Ed Oliver's a stud, but the run anchor is Daquan. They're going to be hard to run on. Steelers are going to struggle to score. On the other side of the ball, T.J. Watt is out. 
ruled out already. That is a force multiplier. All those other pass rushers become less effective without him. So look, I don't know how well the Bills offense does, but they're not going to do much to win this one. I don't know if the Steelers score 10 points here. Okay, so bet the Steelers team total under and under 36. Right now. When you hear the sound of my voice for those on the podcast, we love our 553 super fans who each week listen to the podcast twice its in entirety. Right? We want you all to be rich. You just got to tip Jim and I out. Go on Jim's uh, YouTube and do a trooper chat for 50 bucks. Right? Oh, that all goes to Rotowire, so don't do oh, that. No, don't <laughs> yeah. do that. Just, that just tip us on our website, and I'll make sure Jimmy gets paid. <laughs> I'm already talking to Jimmy because it's money. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't mind. Rotowire is the family, man. They pay me, so it's fine. <laughs> all right, uh, no, we'll get we'll get the money straight to Jim. All right, so Cow- Cowboys-Packers, another sacrificial lamb game. Uh we saw you said, Josh, what are you talking about? I'll say, well, replay the Detroit game. So, what what's your first thoughts on Packers, uh, Cowboys? Seven and a half, and the total's 50. I'm betting the under on that, too. Under 50, you got to go seven and a half, uh, Dallas. Joe Barry's the defensive coordinator. We've been burying Barry all season, rightfully so. There, there just is no vision way to deploy that the defense. CD Lamb since the bye, Dallas has moved him wherever the mismatch was. Whether it's in motion in the slot on the outside, Green Bay does not have the coaching of an answer for him. Jake Ferguson in the in the tight end, he's a slot receiver, whatever tight end, call him what you want. Uh, Brandon Cooks at home tends to do reasonably well. Should get downfield. It's all a matter of how much Green Bay's offense can hang, and it's an Aaron Jones thing. Aaron Jones has been back for three weeks uh, with 122-plus scrimmage yards in three straight weeks. They have to get him going. But if they don't they fall behind, they're doomed because Jordan Love's played great. His receivers have been great. But if they got to deal with Dallas with the lead, which they probably do, it, the, it's going to cave in quickly. All right. Big time. Uh Agent Rob, top agent in FIFA, top agent Formula One, always helps us out with the Lions. He was talking about the the Detroit Stafford fans. What are they going to do in this game? They're conflicted here. <laughs> you got 52 and a half. That's going to be under as well. And the Rams, this is going to be uh, three and a half. But if knee-jerk reaction on that thought. Yeah, so Sam Laporta, Dr. David Chow, I respect the heck out of him. He said it would take a miracle for Laporta to play. It would take a small miracle for him to play if they played in two weeks. Basically, he's not playing. And if he plays, he can't run. That basically means they have Amon Ross St. Brown and nobody else. So Jameson Williams, whatever. Uh, You know, Josh Reynolds, fine. But Sean McVay knows the weaknesses of Jared Goff. Make him throw to the outside. They're going to put some cloud over Amon Ross St. Brown. They don't have Laporta to fall back on. The Rams, if they could do one thing on their own, it's run defend. And that's going to keep Detroit's running game in check. Other side of the football, look, the Lions cannot cover outside receivers. They can't right. cover inside receivers either, but outside. <laughs> and you can cup or Nakua. They can go inside. They can go outside. The mismatch is significant. The offensive line is blocked well. Right. So Lions are great against the run, but I think the duo downhill concept has a little success. Look, I'm betting the Rams team total over 24 and a half because I don't see the Lions slowing them down at all. I see second half Rams bet. Now, before we move on to the next game real quick, uh, 
again, Candy's coaches Carpenter Mel and I is the the measure of the man. It's always good to see him in person to kind of make these kind of because you have to do it. You get a new job, you get a new place, you have to measure people for your survival. Man, Jim has a family, so to that end, can Ben Johnson compromise? Because he's probably being offered the Chargers jobs and the Titans jobs. Why? Because he's cheap. Right? These guys don't know that when you go to a cheap team, it's not worth it because you're doing 15 jobs. And the same thing goes for, I think, probably the smartest guy in the NFL with a man who lacks the most emotional control in the NFL. When I worked with him in Tampa, Ra, Morris, defensive coordinator for the Rams, he's looking for a job too. So can they compartmentalize and focus on these game plans? So here's the thing. It's what I said earlier. Brian, Ben Johnson's been great. And he right. knows Jared Goff, get the ball out quick, get it to the middle of the field. They brought in Laporta. I mentioned this earlier. Right. No Laporta, only one guy in the middle of the field. In the playoffs, hyper-focused game planning. It's not the regular season where you just throw out your game plan and see what happens. They are going to take St. Brown to some degree away. He may still produce a bit. But he's not going to kill them, in my opinion. And without him at full functioning because the defense taken him away, Raheem Morris is fine for that. And you know Sean McVay's going to be banging the drum all week in practice. Take away the middle on Goff. Take away the middle on Goff because he coached him. He kicked him right. out of town. Right. That's it. It's that simple. Ben Johnson needs the middle of the field. He's not going to have that here. Right. I remember uh, I was heckling uh, Goff. And he just missed like an easy thing. And I'm like, damn, you're dumb. And I remember McVeigh looking straight at me. <laughs> oh, man. He was like, man, shut up. All right. So Tampa game is going to be 76 <laughs> degrees. <laughs> and you know what's coming, right? The Tampa second half line. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're going for the humidity factor. The heat. The humidity factor and the fact that. Man, does nighttime does nighttime tone that down? Does nighttime tone that down though, Josh? No, I remember okay. going to work. I used to work adjust my work schedule. <laughs> Anna talks about it because Anna used to, uh, you know, the greatness. We've been married twenty years, and I used to go to work at five thirty in the morning to try to beat the heat. And she used to open the door, and it was a gob. Because remember, Tampa Bay is surrounded on three sides by sharks. And the other side by a bunch of rednecks, if you think that's any better. But <laughs> it, that, that, that gobble humidity from the island, doesn't matter what time of night it is, it's bad. You can't barely breathe. So to get you out of here, we, thank you for your time, being gracious. Uh, it's Philadelphia minus three. And, man, how much money have you made betting against Patricia as a defense court? I don't know what kind of mafia crap is going on over here. We have the worst employee in the history of the NFL in a high-paying job over a team that made the Super Bowl next year. Hey, you like, Josh, conspiracy theories. I don't know, man. Just look at the facts. <laughs> look at the facts. What do you think about this game, Jim? Josh, I can't bet this game. I don't know if A.J. Brown's knee is in one piece. I have no idea. Devontae Smith's missed two games. Not sure what his is. Uh, Jalen Hurts hurt his middle finger last week, hit it on a helmet in the game. And he's hurt to begin with. His body. You see how his body's moving around? Yes. So uh, this is a stay away. I, I, because if you don't know the health of three of your top 
really, really three top offensive players. I can't go there. Tampa Bay's offense has been rotten the last two weeks. They scored 13 right on the one two weeks ago. Right. Well, you're right. Agreed. Agreed. But the last two weeks, they were two garbage time touchdowns. They didn't score for three quarters on Tampa. Last week, they couldn't score a touchdown to Carolina. Teams are bracketing Mike Evans right now. Rashad White is not a sustaining runner for fantasy football. He was great, but he's not a sustaining runner. At that point, Baker Mayfield's all kinds of beat up. It's been a new injury every week for about a month. I, I don't know what's happening in this game because if if I if I knew there were some health to the Eagle skill position players, I, I think that because of that, they could just say, you know what, screw the game plan. We're just getting the ball to AJ Brown and dealing with it. It's a stay away. The average score of an NFL game is 45, is price of 44. That's another game I, I would bet under like right now. And a little birdie in the Tampa Bay front office has shared with me that. Baker Mayfield has a severely messed up shoulder. Yes. And another birdie out there, uh, assistant coach to college, says that Mike Evans is out running the ball. Same thing's happened with two over there, where the receivers are out running as fast as he could throw it to him, right? So what I would do this game is bet me under and then go on Jim's Twitter or my Twitter as we will watch the first half and give you the second half back. Final thoughts, Jim. Thank you so much. Sorry for going a little over. No, no. So happy to join you. Good luck, everybody, in the playoffs. You can find me at Jim Coventry NFL on the X. If you have serious XM Fantasy Sports Channel 87, I'll be on Thursday night, 8 to 10. Yes. 87, yes. It. it just goes right to it. I'll make sure. Oh, I'm nice. 87. <laughs> 87. I'll be on 8 to 10 Eastern on Thursday night. I'll be on 1 to 3 in the afternoon Eastern on Saturday. There's no Sunday show this week. I also do Rotowire Fantasy Football Live on Rotowire YouTube. It's always linked to my X page. That show is going to run Monday, Tuesday, and Friday during the playoffs. Right. We had a spike in downloads. So we'll have all those links in the episode notes. So you do not have to pay. Action Sports, $300 a month. <laughs> Just follow us. And Jim, right, you gave him the college football picks, right? I gave them to you. You gave it to Oh, them. dude. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All of them are right, people. Hey, Jim's audience is a rich audience. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. No, very profitable postseason. Thank you. Right, so you can go both ways, right? You could be a leader of Hamas. They have 3 billion, 15 wives, 14 girlfriends, black sheet and steel, and live a very happy, long life. Jim and I take the opposite approach. It's just as successful. When you genuinely give one without expecting anything in return, you get 10 back. And when, starting World War III, right? Now, we got a legal World War III, almost a physical World War III. And what got us through World War II was Winston Churchill. And I didn't get it from Virgin. Everybody, oh, I saw the ending of Virgin River. You stole that from me. No, I'm a British lit major originally before I went to finance, right? And Jim taught English. So it's Winston Churchill. He said it. Parshat talks. You make a living from your labor, but you make your life from what you give. Thank you for listening to the SBC Podcast Network. That's why this one don't cost $800 And that goes to her If I don't know what that cost I'd be ashamed to work That's why I wear those shoes And I roll my butt And I get a limousine Stuck out there a mile long